Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 51. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. I hope you enjoyed last week's discussion of my five must-have back-to-school routines. This is my kids' first week of school, and I have been working to consistently implement our after-school routine even as we shift into after-school sports for the first time ever. Please pray for me. (laughs) This week in the free Facebook group, I am doing systems and routines training about topics like cleaning, paper, to-dos, and more. So come on over to tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm to join in the fun. One more tiny housekeeping item before we start. For those of you who listened to me using Stitcher, I recently learned that Stitcher is going away on August 29th. So if you want to continue to listen to me, and I hope that you do, you can always do so via Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Audible, and a ton of other podcast apps. I also always have my full-length podcast episodes on YouTube, so you can search for Moms Overcoming Overwhelm and find me there. So for today's episode, I'm thrilled to bring you this conversation with my friend, Jen Rogers from the Bold and Blended Stepmoms podcast, all about decluttering relationships that no longer serve us and creating boundaries around the ones that we want or need to keep. While we spend a lot of time around here talking about decluttering our physical stuff, this is an episode to help you declutter your head and heart, not just your home. Jen has a ton of tactical advice about how to declutter when it comes to relationships. She describes herself as a wife, mom, stepmom, daughter of the King of Kings, inspirational speaker, number one Amazon bestselling author, certified professional life coach, and a pickleball lover. She is also the podcast host of the top 1.5 globally ranked show, Bold and Blended Stepmoms, where she helps Christian stepmoms prevent stepmom burnout, stop walking on eggshells, and end second wife imposter syndrome for good. She is passionate about equipping women to reclaim their identity in Jesus and preventing re-divorce. I know that you are going to learn a ton during this conversation as Jen is sharing a lot of tips you don't want to miss. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen, and let's dive into today's conversation with Jen Rogers. Hey there, Mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. 
Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for being on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Hey, I'm excited too. And I had a lot of overwhelm to overcome. So I think I'm in the right place. (laughs) You're totally in the right place. I'm so excited. You and I connected in this interesting, fun podcast space. I now find myself in, and you have a very, uh, I think, unique perspective that you bring to all of our conversations in our group and you have an amazing podcast. And I just want you to tell my listeners about all the things. So can you tell us about you and your family, the women that you serve? And then also when you're not doing all of that, how you like to spend your time? Yeah, sure. Let me first out. Let me first start out and say that this is actually not about me and what I do and who I am. This is about you. So if you're listening My goal today is to honor what Emily is doing here to be tactical. So I have brought some tactical things. So you know a little bit about where I'm coming from. You know, when couples get married and they create an instant family with stepkids. Well, that story I love affair gets sucked into a black hole of chaos and confusion when everybody moves in together and you say, what happened? (laughs) So that was me in 2014 when it took me years to get unstuck as a stepmom. And you want to talk about emotional mind clutter, a whole bunch of clutter in my brain, because really I suffered an identity crisis. So now I can tell you that I am now on a mission to serve 12,000 women in 2023 to help them get unstuck so that they can begin to enjoy this stepmama journey and create the family that they really thought that they were going to get because it is possible because just like you, they are women of influence and they can do amazing things in their step family. When they step back from the shock and say, okay, wait a minute, (laughs) let me break this down. Uh, So uh, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a stepmom, I'm a chief encourager, I'm a Jesus girl, I'm a habit guru, and I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Oh, I love that. I love how you're so specific in that goal. That is like awesome. So crystal clear. And I know that you've already reached so many moms and stepmoms like already in 2023. So I just, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. (laughs) And I know that you probably have several examples to choose from from all of this time that you have been experiencing the, the mama and stepmama life. Is there anyone in particular where you felt completely overwhelmed by what was going on and you knew something needed to change? You knew that, you know, you weren't able, we talk a lot on the show about knowing what matters to you and then being able to make room for what matters. So was there an example we were feeling so overwhelmed and what was kind of that catalyst where you sort of raised that white flag of surrender, you know, like something needs to change. And what was that? Let me be clear that I need to practice humility because that white flag was buried under the clutter. (laughs) Okay. I was not willing to wave that white flag because I was right. Right. (laughs) So what do you mean? You want me to wave the white flag, but that's exactly what happened. And, you know, I would say as a stepmom, I was overwhelmed that it was, we went from thumbs up on the golf course to, I can't wait for you to marry my dad to, we don't really want to be here. And our mom says that this is not so great for us. And we had a custody battle, identity crisis on 
who am I? Like, who is that monster in the mirror who just completely lost her cool? Because when the stepkids were with me, I was a mess, a hot mess. And when they left, I was calm, cool, collected. I was inspirational. I knew who I was. I knew who I was about. So I would say the overwhelm was an identity crisis. What just happened? Is everybody right? Because they told me that maybe I shouldn't marry this guy. Were they right? Can I go talk to them about how I'm feeling right now? No, actually, I can't because they're going to tell me that, see, we told you. And that's the last thing anybody needs when they're acknowledging, I am in overwhelm right now, or I am lost, or I'm hurting. Whenever we are brave enough to finally pull out that white flag from that clutter-filled closet and say, I actually need to surrender, and then we get shot down, it's the worst thing imaginable. And so... Even if it's only that we think that's going to happen, that does impact how we behave. It may not be how people will respond, but because we're thinking that, we act out in fear and we want to protect ourselves and we want to avoid shame or at least acknowledging the shame that we're feeling on the inside because we're not measuring up to whatever the measuring stick is that we think we need to measure up to. So I would say dealing with parental alienation, dealing with the custody battle, losing myself in that process. That was the most challenging time of my life. And I just want to say, uh, P.S., I have recovered (laughs) and I am in a different space right now. And now the most challenging thing I do is being an entrepreneur, which I know, Emily, you can relate to. This is the (laughs) hardest thing ever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I can't even imagine. Sometimes I, I shouldn't say sometimes, almost on a daily basis, I'm like questioning my parenting decisions. And if I'm short with my kids, I'm, you know, getting upset at myself, but I don't have that person, like another person that they're running to, to be like, well, guess what, you know, guess what she did. And I can't even imagine just kind of living with that um, pressure and everything. And then if you have sort of the mental clutter and some of the other clutter that's surrounding you, that's impacting you, How did you start kind of moving out of that? And you were in the season of the custody battles and all of this going on. How did you just kind of move yourself step-by-step out of that so you can kind of be where you are now? Because now you're teaching mamas and stepmamas how to get past it, which is so amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, you can't drink it away. So tequila was involved. That didn't work. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. Uh, You cannot run away. I did run away after pointing my finger at my stepson who was making me crazy. And he's the one who got it all that one night that I'm out of here because my husband, I felt like I wasn't being supported by him. I felt like he chose his child over me, which is what happened, which if you're in a step family, you know, there's a whole lot of convoluted, oh my gosh, how do we deal with this situation? So I love my hunka hunka. Okay. I am in love with him. We'll be married nine years in August. And uh, it's good. It's really, really good. But it was really, really hard uh, initially. So for me, I'm a Jesus girl. I love the Lord and he is the only way for me. And so how he did it, you know, he works in mysterious ways. We read about that in his word and how he did it was this. I started a podcast. (laughs) I sat down in September 2020 and I said, I'm going to start a podcast. I was a clueless wonder. Okay. So I didn't go through all of that learning that you and I have gone through together in the coursework that we did. I had no idea, which is good. Cause I probably would have said, no, I'm not going to do it. But I sat down and I thought, well, I want to 
talk to stepmoms about their hurt. And what I learned was I was one angry stepmom. I was really angry. And so God used that to reveal to me, Jen, it's not all about you. Uh, see, so humility, see, humility is really, this is a big lifelong lesson uh, for me, for sure. And so as I was learning that I wasn't the only one who was struggling, that's what I learned is that really I needed to focus on the kids because they were in trauma. Their family had broken apart and I was the physical manifestation that you're never going back there. And so it's easy for me to be a target, just like it's easy for whatever you're angry about is easy for you to target a person who represents what you're angry about. Uh, and, and yet that's misplaced blame because the only person that we can control is ourselves. So I couldn't control what anybody else was doing in a situation. And I forgot that I had a partner, that my husband was my partner. And instead he became part of the enemy camp because he wasn't behaving the way I wanted him to behave when I wanted him to behave that way. And the way I wanted him to behave, you know, do this one, two, three thing, because I'm a one, two, three kind of girl. Let's just say, you know, I'm fix it girl. So if you just did this, my life would be great. And so I learned through that process, God used that podcast to help me learn what was really going on. And so now, so if you listen to the podcast, like start at episode 100. <laughs> Because the butt ugly stuff, all of the butt ugly that I was experiencing, I, I I need to take those down. But humility, right? I leave them up because it's part of my journey. Although sometimes we want to hide, we want to hide that clutter, but it's there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I um, always talk on the podcast about our most precious resources, which I see as time, energy, focus, attention, those sorts of things. And that clutter steals from that as far as like the physical clutter in our homes. But when it comes to relationships, we all know relationships can be either draining or they can be life-giving or life-draining, right? And a lot of times when you're in those familial situations, like let's say that I'm going home to visit my parents, I know I'm going to be there for a short amount of time. Someone comes to visit you, they're leaving eventually and then you can recover. But when you're having these very complex relationships within step families, you don't have that option. I mean, I guess you do, but you're trying to, you know, stay there in it. And right. so can you tell me a little bit, I guess there's sort of two aspects, you know, there's the de decluttering the relationships that we can declutter, which might be the friends that aren't supportive or people that just kind of don't understand what you're going through. And you realize I can't, I can't be in this relationship anymore. I can't put energy toward this anymore, but then you have the familial relationships that you have to navigate and you have to work through. So how do we set boundaries around what we can't, I guess, get out of <laughs> when it comes to relationships, but also declutter the relationships that aren't serving us that we can declutter? I know you have a lot of guidance on this for sure. Yeah. And it, this is not unique to step families. It's just that I have a lot of harrowing examples of this that even if you're not in a step family, you can relate to, but just generally confidence comes from competence. So when you feel less than, or you feel incompetent, or you feel unprepared to have a conversation with someone because of past experience and your 
reluctant because you know it's likely to be toxic. Your confidence is not there. And so you don't show up confidently because you're shaking in your shoes. And so as I was thinking about this, I know I was listening to one of your episodes about, look, I'm going to get super tactical here. And you were talking about paper. And the reason that paper is so evil is because it doesn't spoil. (laughs) And I thought, oh, that's so true because I do put my milk away in the fridge right away. But the words that you use super tactical, that resonated with me. And so here's what I came up with. (laughs) I came up, so I know you journal too. So get your journals out and your pencils or colored crayons, or go ahead and get that old artwork that's in purgatory. And you can use the flip side of that. Although (laughs) having it as a loose piece of paper, we know that's no bueno, right? Because then you're going to touch it over and over again. So stick it in your journal. So I recommend the journal. So I created an exercise to answer this specific question. Is it it. okay if we roll through it? Yes, please. Okay. Step number one, I am hundred percent confident that you can do this. Are you ready? Flip open to a new page in your journal. Did you do that? Yes, victory. Let's celebrate that. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So this is gearing you up for step number two. Number two, think about your emotional state when you interact with this person and write down all the emotions that you can think of. So I'm going to do a little example. Emily, if you're a brave, I'm going to put you on the brave. I'm brave and bold, I think. I'm brave and bold. I love it. <laughs> so if you have if your heart is racing, what emotion might you be feeling? Uh anxiousness, fear, excitement. Okay, cool. So it could be opposite emotions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that you're training for a marathon and you just cross the finish line of your practice round, right? <laughs> So it could be a physical condition because of physical exertion as well. Okay. What about one more? If your face is scrunched, what emotion could be related to a scrunched face? Ooh, I would say frustration for me. Okay. See, now I'm back into the stuff that can spoil in the fridge. And I was thinking of the science experiment that I just discovered in the refrigerator. And I'm (laughs) (laughs) so my emotion would be disgust. So thanks for playing that. That was really awesome. Yeah. So think about your emotions, write down your emotions that you feel when you're interacting with that person. And I, on my podcast, I often invite women to hit the pause button. So if you need to hit the pause button, now's a great time, hit the pause button. And then I promise we're going to be right back when you come back. So we can go into number three, because I know we got to get you out of here fast. So number three is ask yourself, are there any emotions on your list that you want to experience. Now, I don't know about you, but if disgust is on my list, I do not want to experience disgust. So I'm going to throw the science experiment away. Now we cannot throw people away. (laughs) I know we cannot throw people away. So because you cannot throw this person away, you don't want to feel disgust as an example. What do you want to feel? So those emotions that you have in number two, are there any that you want to keep? And if there are, which ones? And if you have none, it's okay. Like it's less work for you. You don't have to write anything down. Seems super easy. Okay. So three down, a few more to go. So number four, let's be real and say you can't a hundred percent avoid this person, especially if it's your kid or your husband or your nosy neighbor, right? You can't avoid them. Although you can get creative with your nosy neighbor. I, well, you, I'll leave that up to your listeners to come up with ways to get creative about avoiding a nosy neighbor. Um, But 
in the context of dealing with a co-parent and step families, for example, I can't get rid of my husband's ex, although I have had some ideas about uh, demise. Okay. <laughs> that was back in the day. Now it's all, it's all good. It's all good. But what is realistic? How often do you need to interact with this person? So you don't need to interact with them hundred percent of the time, even if it's your husband or your kids, because you got to put them in time out, right? <laughs> So you get a break so you don't have to interact with them or you got to, your husband's going to work or you're going to work. So you're not with anybody a hundred percent of the time, but how often do you need to real interact with each other? Get real about that. And then number five, what do you want to say about yourself after you have that interaction? I like that one. It goes back to that confidence thing that I want to show up confident or prepared or curious. Curious is my word for 2023. I didn't know it had happened accidentally, and I'm curious about that. So, but get curious about that. What do you want to say about yourself after that interaction with that person? Number six, hang with me just a couple more. Number six, what obstacle is in between you and the woman you want to show up as? Are you angry? Are you afraid? Have you been hurt by this person before? Are you just confused and you just really don't even know what to do anymore and that you're crying in your closet and you can't cry any more tears, but that's all you feel like you can do. So emotionally, you might be emotionally challenged. You could feel like there's a sense of danger lurking. So whatever that obstacle is, it could just be that you just don't want to do it because they won't do what you want them to do. <laughs> whatever it is, it's okay because this is you. This is what you think and this is what you're experiencing. So isn't this great? There are no wrong answers here because these are your answers. Okay. Number seven, this is the honka honka. What boundary could you practice to overcome the obstacle? So some examples could be, I could pray for my bonus ex-wife. And I have, but I have to tell you that uh, it was, well, I don't know how many of you will know this, but it was like the fawns tripping over an apology. <laughs> I don't really want to pray for this person because she's infiltrating my family. That's what it felt like to me but praying for that person and that God would soften my heart. I prayed for him to soften my heart towards this person. Another boundary is determine in advance. Maybe you could avoid this situation altogether. So if you and your husband are always fighting about which kid it is, it's going to take out the trash. What could you be curious about with that to create a different situation so the trash could be taken out successfully? Maybe you're the one who just takes out the trash because it's not worth the emotional angst for you to get all worked up over. Maybe you have a chore chart. So this is, again, where you get curious. Another thing is stay focused on the purpose of the interaction. What requires a conversation or an interaction to begin with? So this is what I tell women often. Just because somebody asks you a question does not mean that you need to give them an answer. Our natural inclination is to do that, but it doesn't mean that we need to answer, especially with that nosy neighbor. There's stuff they just don't need to know. Another thing as far as identifying this boundary is what would a mutually beneficial outcome look like? How do you get to both of you winning at least a little? And then here's an exercise that I learned uh, in leadership courses that I took with Brian Tracy. What's the absolute worst thing that you could have that could happen? Write it down on a sheet of paper and then tell your brain to avoid that. <laughs> avoid that, that at all costs. So that is a seven simple exercise step for your listeners to use to 
help with this emotional clutter in this challenging relationship that they have. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And as you were going through, I was thinking a couple of things. Number one, when you're actually writing things down and being able to see them, then they're not as scary, right? They're not, it's not like this amorphous stuff that's kind of going on your brain and constantly swirling around along with the emotions. And I love that because it is super tactic. I was gonna say tactical and tactile, you know, as far as doing that. And I was thinking about um, a relationship with a friend of mine that we were best friends. She was my maid of honor. We were best friends in college. And unfortunately the relationship has fizzled away, I guess. And it was, I kept trying and trying. I wasn't getting any response. And I had to just one day say, you know what? It's it's still painful for me even to see all the things that are going on on social media. I'm just gonna make that boundary and say, okay, you know, I'm not going to look at that anymore. I'm just going to accept that sometimes relationships end. And if she somehow reaches out to me again, you're going through, you're going to receive her with open arms, open hands, have that curiosity. And I just, I don't know. I just think that's such a great approach for not only those kind of relationships that maybe you recognize, okay, I need to let that go because that's what's most healthy. But also like you were giving the example about the stepson, you know, taking out the trash. It's like, okay, how can I think about this in a different way? How can I be more creative in my approach? And maybe what am I not seeing? And then also maybe using your husband as sort of an ally in that and saying like, hey, I'm just trying to figure out how we can approach this. What ideas do you have? And kind of being collaborative in that regard. So I really appreciate that. Appreciate that. I feel like you've given us already a lot of like mindset shifts around how to approach these relationships. Is there anything else that you wanted to share in that regard about relationships and boundaries and all this great stuff after our seven point plan so we can move forward? (laughs) I want to give you your, I want to give you full permission to be curious. And I'm stating that again, because We often move past things very quickly, but when you give yourself permission to explore and meet that hurt and that anger and that disappointment where it is and acknowledge it, it's so important to give it space because for me, I'm a talker. Okay. I can talk, I can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Well, uh, the flip side of that is the weakness in my strength is that I can talk too much. Be like, Jen, knock it off already. I got it. I got the point. I heard you. I got it. So our strengths are our weaknesses turned inside out or our weaknesses are our strengths turned inside out. So when you say, hello, disappointment, I am disappointed in you. (laughs) What are you doing in my relationship? Because I love this person. And I know that I want the best for us, but I'm disappointed. I want to give you the floor to tell me what's going on and then explore that because your curiosity will give you insight into what you're disappointed over. And sometimes 
It could be, you know how women were balls of yarn. So when something goes wrong, we remember the smell of the roses that we got the day before that we want to throw in the trash because we're angry today. Yesterday was a different day. We remember what we were wearing. We remember what was for dinner, but it's all wrapped up in this ball of yarn of stuff. And so when we can begin to pull a strand and look inside that, then we're going to get different answers. And that really requires space, which goes along with what you share as far as decluttering. You can't just do this and declutter, although I have tried. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I cannot boss my papers around, but I can boss me around to say, I want a clean space. And so I realize that there's work involved. Just like this, it's, there's work involved. So uh, have a box of Kleenex in your journals and really take time to give yourself permission, which takes me to one overall arching tip that I have in my bag of tricks for you. It starts with you. Knowing what is important to you starts with you. And we mentioned earlier that you're the only one that you can control, but you can influence people. So when you show up ready to rock and roll, you have influence, sweet sister. And I want to invite you to use it and wield it. It is your weapon. It's not a weapon for destruction. It's a weapon of influence to grow and nurture your family, to get you from where you are to where you want to be, or that relationship from where it is in the not great state to where you know that it can be. Uh, and it starts with you. So recognize that you've got shifting moods, that you've got broken appliances, <laughs> and you've got body changes and intimacy struggles. All of these things are combined together as you're working on this relationship with this person or addressing this more challenging situation. So all of those things come together. And this is where we're going to go back to what I mentioned earlier, but in a brand new way, take a time out, get an accountability partner and decide that you guys are your time out people, that you get time out from all of your responsibilities so you can have time in for you. And then you reciprocate with your accountability partner. And I recommend doing this once a week, because being a mama, oh my lands, it's tough work. It is a high, holy calling for sure. Uh, and you need a break. Amen to that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Jen. This is wow. You said you're getting tactical. I had no idea what we were in for. This was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all of this. And I just, I, I love that. And a lot of times you're right. We're so overwhelmed. We're just moving from thing to thing to thing and it's not serving us. So get those journals, make sure you have some pages in your journal, go buy a new one. I can give you permission to go buy something. Just kidding. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of just getting rid of stuff. Um, Jen, can you please let all the listeners know where they can find you and connect with you? And again, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh yeah, absolutely loved it. And I love listening to your podcast. It's just, again, that's super tactical. It is uh, an important uh, reminder and it's a powerful tool in your toolbox for sure. So, you know, if you're looking for a podcast about step families, I have made this so easy to find me. Just go to stepfamilypodcast.com stepfamilypodcast.com. And that's where you can find the podcast and all of the other things. Join the community if you're interested in joining the community. But everything is at stepfamilypodcast.com, including our most listened to episodes. You'll find them easy peasy. I'm all about easy peasy. Jen has a fantastic website, hashtag website goals over here. 
I love your, I love your website. It's so great. Um, and so, yes, please head over there. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. This was really, really fun. So thanks. Oh my gosh. So honored. It was fun for me too. And it had me thinking in preparation, you know, that's always, uh, there's work when you get ready for something, which is a good note for us to remember that it requires hard work to get those beautiful benefits that we want for sure. So thanks for having me. It was yeah. tons of fun. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.